Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi, continuing our conversation about the Dallas Black Dance Theater. We just got done with artistic director Melissa M. Young. We now turn to DBDT Encore Artistic Director Nicole Ray. How are you? I'm well, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. It's very nice to meet you. All right, so uh, Melissa was here. We were talking about it last year. This is your first time in the studio. Thank you very much uh, for uh, taking part. How long have you been with the company? I've been with Dallas Black Dance Theater for 21 years. Really? Yes. Long time. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did not expect that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so in that time, what have you been doing for the organization? Wow, I've... I've worked in a lot of different capacities. Of course, I was a dancer with the company. Is that how you first started? I started as a dancer. Where are you from? Yes. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. From Detroit? Yeah. Motor City. Mm-hmm. All right, so what did you know about the Dallas dance scene in Detroit? Nothing. Really? <laughs> I knew nothing about the company. I was actually referred uh, to the company by a friend and um, encouraged to come and audition for a production of Porgy and Bess that they were doing, and they okay. needed extras. And so I auditioned. I was in L.A. at the time, came through, auditioned, and I, in my mind, I was only thinking of a, a small part, you know, sure. a part-time, whatnot, and then that would be it for me. And um, the founder, Ann Williams, she offered me a full-time job. Was that your first offer for a full-time job as a dancer? Full-time job, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. When you're young and you're trying to do what you're doing, that's got to fe- that's got to be the ultimate goal at a certain age, right? I mean, oh, that's certainly. it. Certainly, you know, we're gypsies. We move around a lot. Yeah. And so to get an offer for a full time job, um, I was pretty excited about it, you know. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'm there. I'll be there. And so, did you play it cool, or were you like super? Did you freak out? I you're was like, excited. Oh, I gotta check my schedule. No, but, uh... no. No. Ms. Williams is pretty straightforward, no nonsense. She told me I had a week to get there. Really? A week. And I drove by myself from Los Angeles to Dallas. Took me two days. And I was excited. I was like, thank you. I will be there. Mm-hmm. You're driving out of L.A. Mm-hmm. with all of your belongings in a little car. <laughs> yes. On the way here. What kind of car was it? Oh, wow. Set the scene for oh, me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the the... The style of the car. It was an Oldsmobile. I an Oldsmobile. <laughs> <laughs> it was an Oldsmobile, and it was turquoise. It was quite pretty. Okay. It was pretty. All right. And so you're in your Oldsmobile. I'm in my Oldsmobile, and I had my goals. I'm going to make it. My goal was to get to New Mexico first. Right. Okay. And I stayed overnight. And then, you know, Texas is a, is half of it's the United States. It's half of States, everyone's okay? journey. Yeah. So... Got into Dallas really late and went into rehearsal at a friend's house 
so that I could get into rehearsal the next day with everybody else to fall in. So you drove in and immediately went to someone's house to start dancing? Yes. Did you know that person? Yes. Okay. The person that referred me. <laughs> so the one, So you really only knew one person when you were coming down here. Is Actually, that true? you know what? I knew two people. There was oh. another dancer in the company where we were in a training company together in Ohio. So you make the trip in the Oldsmobile mm-hmm. from L.A. to Dallas, and mm-hmm. you start work immediately. Immediately. Was it exactly what you expected it to be? There must have been a release, like a weight lifted that, oh, I've got the job. You've got the job, but then you've got the pressure of, oh, I've got the job. Exactly. I mean, I was excited about it, of course. Release, no. Um, They had already been in rehearsals, Mm -hmm. so I had to come in and, you know, step into a role. And so for me, the pressure of, I need to learn this as quickly as possible, I need to embody the work as quickly as possible, Um, that's a little, that's a lot of pressure. It was a little scary, but it's... um, it's one of those fighter, you know, you got to fight for it, yeah. fight or flight. You just, and I put my good, my good fake face on <laughs> and um, just went in there. I worked really hard, did the best that I could. Um, I'm sure I made mistakes, but I was one to really take in the information and take direction. And so I was there at 100%. I will, let's do this. I'm, I'm here to be molded and give me all the information and I'm going to do the very best that I can. Use your dancer's brain. Do you work better under pressure? Is that pressure a motivating factor for you? Sometimes people mm. love that, and sometimes mm-hmm. people do not like that. Well, I can do both. I have found that I've produced some of the best work under pressure and tired. Because I have to go, I'm tired. So I have to compartmentalize a little bit differently and focus in. And then I get some of the best work done. Because mm. I really have to stay in tune with my body because I am tired. Um, And then when I'm under time crunch, like, okay, I have to get this done. I have to create this. I have to do this. And so, all right, here, the body just goes, and it ends up sometimes being some of the best work I've ever done. Is dancing more physical or mental for you? Because we're talking about both. mm, mm. Um, I think for me it's mental. Um, Once you get to a certain point, in your career, um, and you truly understand your body, um, you can navigate through the physical. Now, granted, there are works that are more physical than others, but when you train yourself through the years to be able to handle things physically, you're good. Mentally is where you cross the line from just dancer into artist, because how you compartmentalize your work, how you approach your work, Um, how you use the context of the work. Um, It's more than just movement. It's how you convey the story that the choreographer would like and how do you make it your own inside of that as well. So there's definitely a completely different mental capacity for that, to do that. Um, And so I find that there's just as much energy um, that needs to be had in that area as well as the physical to put the two of those two together to create a good artist. Does it take you a long time to figure something like that out, or do you Mm. have that somewhere in your bones and then it just takes a while to express it? For some people, it's innate. For others, they really have to work at it. Um, A lot of people guard themselves 
And so being able to peel back layers of yourself to expose yourself, because we put ourselves in this very vulnerable state. We have people always looking at us and judging us. You have someone in the room who's going to tell you if it's right or wrong. And so, and it's constant, it's all the time. So being able to allow yourself to open up and just freely give yourself, whether it is good, whether it is bad, whether it is beautiful or ugly, you have to be able to do that. And a lot of people cannot. So it's a process of, of becoming more comfortable with yourself, learning more about yourself, being able to tap into things, your emotional being, things that have happened for you in your life, you can use those on stage to um, evoke a particular emotion or emotions freely and easily because you have experienced. That's called life. You use life. <laughs> so, is that what people, is that what dancers mean when they say discovering or understanding their mm-hmm, body? Mm-hmm. Um, well, understanding your body, you have to, you have to know your, what your limitations are. We're all gifted in different ways with different things physically, right? But we all want to be perfect, of course. But knowing that my body is different than my counterpart's body. So I'm, I can't pay attention to what my counterpart is doing physically. That's her body. That's his body. I have to pay attention to what I can do. What are my limitations? How do I push those limitations? How do I capitalize on what I do well? So it's a fine balance of of those two things, but knowing oneself, oh, okay, I may not have as much turnout, but this is what I have. I'm going to make sure I know how to move my body and angle my body so that it looks like to the audience, I have more than I actually have, right? And then I'm going to learn how to move my body through the space that, that feels good to me, but also conveys a particular emotion and textual feeling. Can dance moves be perfected, or is that not an idea that applies to this art? Oh, they can be. They can be perfected. We strive for perfection. So there, is, but there is a perfect. You're like that's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh yeah. So that is attainable. <laughs> for some, for some, some get close. It's just. Um, Depending on what the perfect move is, what, mm-hmm. what that is, you know, if it's something that's balletic, you know, different bodies can do different things. Um, so if it's, um, say, the Horton technique, which is a modern dance technique, if we're looking for strong backs, strong abdominal muscles to create this beautiful lateral T line that's making the body look like it's in a T, um, and finding the perfection in that and getting there right away. Where in ballet, we're looking for really lots of turnout and really closed fifth positions and really articulate feet. And yeah, so there's there's perfection that can be had, but everybody's body is different. So my strive for perfection may be a little bit different than somebody else's strive for perfection because I'm going to strive for what's perfect and works for my body. Nicole Ray is the DBDT Encore Artistic Director. Let's talk about Encore. Mm -hmm. What is this program? What do you guys do there? Well, DBDT Encore is the professional training company for Dallas Black Dance Theater. So these are dancers that come from all over the United States and audition for the company. Um, Most of them 
are college graduates. They've just graduated from college, and so they're very talented, but they need more experience. And so they come to us, and we give them those experiences. The company performs quite a bit, and um, they take class every day. We, both companies take class together. So we, the, the standard is very high mm. for both companies. And so they get to um, feed off of one another. So and also creates um, a synergy between the two companies. Um, and it's a family. It's one huge family. But we just happen to be two separate companies under the umbrella of Dallas Black Dance Theater. And so my job is to train these dancers to move up into Dallas Black Dance Theater or to move out into the professional world of dance. And so um, it's something that is actually quite important to me. Um, I'm very pleased that a good number of dancers have moved up into Dallas Black Dance Theater. I'm very proud of that. I'm, um, there are at least six of them that are in the company, six or seven that are in the company. Oh, excuse me. There are eight that currently? are currently wow. that were in Encore that are in Dallas Black Dance Theater now. And so when I watch them, I'm like, I'm super proud, super proud. I still kind of give them Give them the eye. Right. Like, make sure you are on top of everything. I felt that eye. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, but it also encourages the dancers that are currently in DBDT Encore um, that they can see that it is attainable. Mm. It is there. But they also see they got to work hard for it, too. Is this a... Would you think of this as something like continuing education? Because you said a lot of these dancers are coming out of college. So they, are they continuing their education in dance? Or is this like boot camp to get mm-hmm. you ready for the real world of dance, let's mm-hmm. say? That this is your first step in really being a professional dancer? Mm-hmm. It's kind of both. We're training them because in, in college you get certain experiences. You may only dance or perform rather twice a year. Just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, here they get the opportunity to perform all the time. So it's honing in on their skills. As I talked about earlier, about learning about oneself, they get a true opportunity to do that. Then that's part of the training aspect, but also within that training, it's learning how to be in a company. You don't learn that necessarily in college. There's no class for that. So company life and being able to handle that is is major. Help me understand that. What what does what does that mean? When mm-hmm. you talk about being in a company and living that life, you really emphasize that that was important. As important maybe is is the dancing itself it seems. Yes. So when you say that, what are you really talking about? Mm-hmm. It is more important than the actual dancing itself. It's the energy between all of the dancers working together as a collective whole. They have to know that one, per- one person is not more important than the other. They are as strong as a collective group. And so learning how to navigate through different personalities still have to work together. You cannot like a person, but you still have to dance together. You still have to learn to work together, set aside differences. You have to learn how to lead. You have to, have to also learn how to follow at the same time. And so if those energies cannot come together as a collective whole, we don't have a functioning company. And you will not learn how to survive through something like that. So we start that in DBDT Encore so that when 
they move up, they know how to handle themselves as an individual person, be their own person, but still be a part of the group as well. Because you don't want to move up and lose yourself. Mm. You want to move up and be strong-willed, confident in everything that you're doing. What do you want out of leaders as far as dancers are concerned? Are you looking for them to be headstrong? Are you looking for them to be the ones that are the most open to direction? Mm -hmm. Do you need them to just do their own thing? What are you looking for when you're looking at leadership? Mm -hmm. I am looking for dancers to be leaders, again, and to be followers. I'm also looking for dancers that can make choices, make good artistic choices, make good life choices. So important because... If you make bad life choices, that is going to filter into the studio, into the studio. And we don't want that at all. But a good dancer to me, I can, I can allow you to do your thing. But I want to see the choices that you make. I want to know that you have enough leadership to fall out of something on stage, but continue artistically until you can get back on. Instead of, I messed up, I stop. No, you keep going. I want to see the choice that you make in that instance as a leader of yourself to get back on with the group to be a follower. Very important. What are the physical limitations of a dancer? You're taking young dancers and you're pushing them into their first professional gig. Mm -hmm. You don't want to blow out your body. But you've got to push it as mm -hmm. far as it will go. How do you make sure that dancers push themselves physically but don't get hurt? Maintain health but still push that limit. Mm -hmm. So many factors. Make sure that they're eating properly. Two, that they're getting some rest, which is can be difficult sometimes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that they're getting some rest. Um, also that they understand that their body is their tool. And so they have to um, put some care into that, meaning physical therapy, massages, um, fine-tuning their body and taking care of it in that way. Also doing cross-training. It's going to sometimes take more than just being in the studio taking class every day. You're going to have to do some extra things to strengthen your core so that it is always held together that can support all of the work. So you have to do some outside things. What are, some, what are some good examples of outside activities that mm -hmm. dancers should be doing? Definitely uh, Pilates classes um, to help with the core. Um, there are a host of different uh, styles of yoga to help release some of the tightness of the muscles from everyday work. Um, there's also different styles of sort of modified bar Techniques, which okay. is a play off of the ballet bar exercises um, that strengthen and tone with a dancer in mind and with physical therapy-based exercises in mind as well. Um, I feel that all of those things are, are truly important. And also listening to your body. You have, you have days where um, if something is, is really bothering you, you have to say something. You don't necessarily just push through it. You say something to the director um, that, you know, the back of my knee is bothering me. Can I take it a little easy on these parts? Of course, because we want longevity. No one wants an injury. No one. Mm. Unfortunately, we are running up against it. Uh, what, what do you guys have coming up on the calendar that you are excited about? 
<clears throat> What's coming up? Well, for DVDT Encore, we're getting ready for our Black on Black series. And this is where Dallas Black Dance Theater choreographs on Dallas Black Dance Theater. So it's both companies. They intermix. They choreograph on one another. And so we're going to be having um, that series in December at our studios. And... Um, Adults only. <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs> um, adults only. And it's really fun. So we start with sort of like, you know, a little party in the beginning. You come up, you see some dancing, you go back down, you do some more party, 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 There's all kinds of stuff partying, happening. Partying. And uh, you get to meet the dancers as well. And so that's going to be on December 7th and 8th. December 7th and 8th. Details and tickets available at dbdt.com. I've been speaking with DBDT Encore's Artistic Director, Nicole Ray. It was great speaking with you. Good luck with everything coming up in December, and please come back. Thank you, Nick. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.